Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Shane Bartle, CEO of Storby, and have co-host Anthony Saponsis from Arian Technologies on board today also. Welcome, Shane and Anthony. Yeah, hi there, Scott. Really great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you. No problems at all. So Shane, unlike many of our guests to date, you and I actually haven't had the opportunity to meet. However, from my experience in the last 12 months, I would suggest your business has received quite a lot of contact with Australian pharmacy businesses. So by way of introduction, who is Shane Bartle? Well, I started out my career as an actor, funnily enough. I went to the the National Drama School of New Zealand and spent my my 20s acting in uh, quite a lot of theatre productions mainly. And I even did a stint on the on New Zealand's national soap, Shortman Street, for a reasonable period of time as a as a nurse in the hospital. So I'm, I'm not sure if that gives me sort of any additional health credits or uh, or not for that. I guess if anything, Shane, I'd be more interested to know if you were you had a, a role on uh, Jurassic Park at any, any stage. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. Well, actually, I mean, the film industry... Uh, here in, in New Zealand is, uh, has taken off quite nicely, as it has in Australia as well. So uh, I've had some opportunities along the way, and there's probably more opportunities nowadays now I'm not doing it. But um, uh, the I, I do remember actually during the, one of the scenes on Shortland Street, I, uh, I, I we had to retake a scene because I took someone's blood pressure around their, around their wrist. I remember. So, <laughs> towards the end of my 20s, I had started having a family and acting as a pretty nomadic existence. So needed to settle down. And throughout uh, my life, I'd always been a really keen software developer, just in the background, really as a hobby up, up to that stage. But I started a business building really small software systems for large businesses. And it was that experience that led me to get a job at Microsoft, where I uh, was at for, for a decade, working in their consulting team as a principal consultant for most of that. And that gave me a lot of experience leading uh, software development projects. But one of the really, one of the times that I remember most fondly really when I was at Microsoft was when I was asked to run a program called the the Microsoft Innovation Center, which was a, a concept that was created in Adelaide. And my job was to bring that across to, to New Zealand. And what that was all about was building prototypes for the public sector and, and in health and there were quite a number of those prototypes that we built were, were in the health sector. And I learned a, a lot from that. One, one of the things that I learned was that it's really important to, well, that the, the people that you're building software for are the experts, not you. you know, you're the, you're, and you're serving them. And you really need to, it's best when you're building something to, to have it out there being used by the people that are using it and see how it's going out in the real world and do it iteratively getting feedback from them, the experts. One thing that I remember that happened, we were building a, a prototype for uh, the fire service where they were having some challenges around getting the hazard information as they were traveling to a 
to an incident. And we built this system for them so that they could get that information easily on the go as they were racing to, to an incident. And we found out on the first time they used it that they couldn't use it because uh, they had gloves on. They couldn't actually interact with it at all then? No, of course, all you know, we, you know, this was a great, you know, we, we managed to change that and, and to get it work for them. But that's a great example of where uh, you just don't think of these things until you put something out there and then see how it works. Yeah. So Shane, I, I guess what you've highlighted today is that there's, uh, or in our podcast anyway, there's many great things come out of New Zealand, actors is one, and, and also uh, <laughs> um, software platforms. And, and I know from uh, my experience, there was quite a, almost a decade of uh, great loyalty platforms coming, coming out of um, New Zealand as well. But talk to us a bit about why Australian pharmacies might know the name Storby. Yeah, well, I've got 130 plus of them use us for to provide an omni-channel experience for their customers. And uh, you know, I deliberately use the word omni-channel there because I, the ones that really get it and really get the value out of what we do understand that customers nowadays really don't see it as a multi-channel thing. They don't see it as the physical presence as being separate from the web kind of presence of a pharmacy or other types of retailers. They, yep. nowadays, they... They really interact seamlessly between the two without even thinking about it. I mean, pick up in store is an obvious example of that, where you start your interaction online and end up in store but uh, to actually complete the purchase. But there's lots of examples of where a pharmacist wouldn't know that a significant part of the reason for that purchase has, has happened online. So what we provide for community pharmacies is a, a way that they can cost effectively and when I say cost effectively, I don't just mean money. I actually, in many ways, mean time. Get a, uh, which is actually their most challenging resource <laughs> when it comes yeah. to community pharmacies, that they can get one of these to get a quality web presence. Uh, web presence. And so, you know, I was talking earlier about how I have this philosophy of putting something out there and getting feedback from the real experts, which are the people using it. And that's really how we came to where we are in pharmacy now, where I think a, a pretty exciting solution, which was when we first put, you know, first went out to pharmacies and we, we decided about five years ago, I guess that's a, a key part of the story here to, to understand about uh, five years ago, we decided that we wanted to, while we, up to that point, we'd had a pretty general purpose e-commerce web platform. About okay, five yep. years ago, we decided that we, that we wanted to specialize. We weren't sure even at that particular point what we were going to specialize in, but we knew that we just felt that we could add more value by finding some industry that we thought was being underserved was not was was having challenges didn't really have a product that they could uh, or a service that they could use to to create a, a an online presence and really specialize and you know, do something special for them and we and community pharmacy was what we found we found ourselves getting very passionate very quickly about independent pharmacies that are serving their communities and we thought that this is an area to focus on so we went out and just initially really put in our standard sort of solution and waited to see what would happen. And uh, almost immediately, we started getting feedback about what the key challenge, the first key challenge was, and that was uh, product information. Okay. So the it's all very well to provide a community pharmacy with a quality sort of web online web solution. But if it's going to be true omni-channel, you really need to have all your products and services on that site. Yes. Just, just as much for discoverability as it is for anything else. But the whole industry is really geared. Is, there's a lot of stuff that's been systems that have gone, have been put in place over decades around product information. 
but it's all product information that is optimized for running a point of sale system. Correct. It's, yes. yes. It's not, it, even the product names are in capitals often and abbreviated, right? So they're not, yeah, 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 there's certainly no yelling at you. Sorry. You know, when your e-commerce like yelling at you. No, no, that's right. Exactly. And let alone any kind of reasonable description, because of course, because there's no reason to have a big long description in the in a point of sale system that's on the back of the packet. And there's no reason for a quality image. So none of these systems had even fields. Well, they generally didn't often. We found they didn't have these fields. And there was not the industry wasn't even really geared up for finding ways of sort of getting this information to the pharmacies. So, I mean, we found often that when we would contact a supplier and say, could you, you know, send us this information, you'd get it in a PDF. So, which is not really helpful. So that was the, that was the first thing that came to us loud and clear was that that was a challenge. And the other one was integration, that there really wasn't great integrations with the key systems they use every day, these point of sale systems, because they, in pharmacy, they tend to be very specialized systems. Whereas in other areas of retail, there's often sort of general point of sale systems and pharmacy, there's specialized ones. Very much so. Yeah. So on that note, you mentioned just before that obviously pharmacy is a specialization. And I noticed on your website, you also focus on vets and optical. So, so it's almost like you've taken a healthcare focus. Is that, would that be right? Yeah. So when we think about it, I guess we certainly have ended up working, you know, taking that healthcare focus. I guess for us, for our future, for the company, what we've identified is that there is this type of business which is particularly challenged when it comes to, and almost forgotten, I think, when it comes to creating an omni-channel solution. And that is these organizations that are, don't have a lot of resource. They're smaller, often owner-operator, yes. but they have a very complex supply chain. And they tend to tend to be in these established industries. So community pharmacy is an absolute perfect example of that. Veterinary is a perfect example of that. But there are others outside the health industry. We may look at those in the future. Certainly, it, it, it's really kind of, you know, it's easy enough for a, a retail store with a, with, without a complex supply chain to, there's plenty of options for them to go and yes. get a website set up and running. You know, there's, there's yeah. heaps of them. And I think that's also one of the things that has occurred to us is I don't think, I think there's a lot of, people that don't understand this so that when they might talk to a pharmacist and go, you know, have you got a website up and running? And, or really, you must be thinking about omni-channel what's happened with COVID, you know, this must be, you know, big on your mind. And the, and the pharmacist goes, oh, no, no, I haven't. You know, that the person talking to them doesn't understand how challenging it is for them without some sort of, without a solution like Storby is putting together. It's just that, like when you walk into a pharmacy and you look around their actual physical pharmacy and you see this incredibly complex operation that they're running, and then it's only like you know a few people doing that. How do they do that? How, how do they achieve that? You know, But they are, and they've been doing that incredibly successfully for decades. They achieve that because they're not doing it on their own. Yes. There are groups that they join that do lots of work on their behalf in order to make that happen. The suppliers have reps that come into the store and put posters on the wall and that for them uh, what yeah. what we're about is is working with the industry to so that they so all the suppliers and the the wholesalers and the distributors and the other vendors like pos systems uh, helping them to think about how to extend their offering to the web to omni channel and then we're about creating that integration that enables all that to happen so they can provide the same value to and support to those community pharmacies that they have already been providing for their physical presence, but extend that 
to the to, to the online. Yeah, and look on that note, and again, certainly you know, I, I interact with a lot of pharmacies every day across the countryside, and through the year of COVID, as I call it. What I think I discovered was two groups, and I'm sure you might have found the same, so I'd be interested to hear your your view on this, is that there were pharmacists that basically said, uh-oh, looks like I've got to get an online presence. Where do I go? What do I do? But then there were pharmacists that actually sat back and said, I think I need an online presence, but actually do I need an online presence? And actually, how does this fit within my business strategy? So there's there's kind of two clear ones. And 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 even today, you you can see the results um, of those two, I guess, views. But but how have you found that from an interaction with the customers? Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, look, I technology technology's sake, I'm not I, I'm definitely not interested in that, right? The so I it is important for pharmacy to think about, you know, technology before they put it in. I think that one of the things that's driving that's driving those thoughts is around is around value and part of value is how challenging is this going to be for me? And that is one of the things that we, you know, have put a lot of work and effort into is making that the cost side of the equation, both in time and money, lowering yeah. that. So because the honest truth is that without us doing that, for a lot of community pharmacies, it's not that it just is, you know, costly, you're in time and money. It's impossible. Like it's it's just simply not possible. So I think that it, because the it's the the challenges and it's like it's impossible for a lot of community pharmacies to go to every single one of their suppliers and get imagery and descriptions and things, etc. off them. You know, so they just don't have the time to do that. So one of the things that we're that we were working hard on is getting the message out there that you know as we bring the industry together, as we mature our technology, that we can make this possible for them. And maybe that will help the ones that are thinking, oh gosh, really, how am I going to go ahead with this? Make them rethink. Because the the research is very clear that you know the the customers that they, they want to interact with you to be able to research and understand and work with you both in the web world and in the physical world in the physics physical as well yeah so talk to me a bit about your philosophy of one too many yeah and and i understand actually i'm quite interested in this conversation because i understand this kind of sits or, or is the is the base point for how you build and develop your software yeah absolutely and i think i touched on that a little bit earlier right so i think uh, community pharmacy is a is a one to many industry and that's the only way that a community pharmacy which as i said is a very complex unbelievably complex i have a huge respect for all community pharmacists, it's a hugely complex business that they're running, often with a very small amount of resource. And so in order to make that happen, you have many organizations behind them already for their physical pharmacy working in a one-to-many kind of a way. There are groups, for example, that a pharmacy will join that where the whole purpose there is that that group will do a bunch of stuff for them, which then is uh, where that work is useful for a whole lot of pharmacies. There's the suppliers will do, you know, build seasonal campaigns and etc. and create, uh, do marketing type kind of work on a one to many for for the pharmacies. It's really the only only way that it can work. That is what we are focused on. Is um, how can we provide a platform the where a one of the players in that supply chain can do something once for the benefit. Of all, you know, and, of all. Yeah, okay. and a, a really obvious example of that is the is product information. So that if you've got, you don't want every pharmacy one by one to have to figure out how to get 
descriptions and imagery, etc., onto their yeah. website. Yeah, you want that to be done once. Yeah, and and my understanding is now that there's actually a database of descriptions and and images. Is that right? Yeah. So, the, uh, well, Australia does have a there's a organisation called SKU Library that does a, a a lot of where a lot of that is centralised. So we take advantage. Uh, we have a, a a partnership with SKU Library, but okay. even then, that is in order to it's really challenging for a community pharmacy to figure out, okay, there's SKU Library, how do I do this, right? So what, yes. what next? You know, you can go to yeah. they go, SKU Library, and they go, oh, okay, what do I do now, you know? So, and the, there's another really key part of that puzzle just to make it all happen, and that is the point of sale system. So That was going to be my next question. Yeah. <laughs> In, integration with the different point of sale systems. Yeah, so that's really the sort of Storby magic, if you like. Well, also magic, I think, was one of yes. your previous podcasts. Yeah, Storby magic. <laughs> Storby yeah. auto magic is that, you know, when we demonstrate this to a, you know, have an opportunity to demonstrate this to a community pharmacy, I, I think some of them look and go, oh, yeah, of course, that's that's the way, it, it, of course, that, that's the way it would work. We understand what's gone and why things to make yeah. all this happen. But we show how they can dub into their point of sale system and just select a bunch of products they want on their website. The point of sale system knows the stock levels and knows the price and knows yes. which products you want on your website. Automagically, it goes yeah. and uh, connects that up with the imagery descriptions, etc., that have been managed by the supplier and automatically appears on your website. So again, yes, yeah, so Storby integrates with with all of the, I guess, industry partners that needs, because at the end of the day, as you've indicated, it's got to be easy for the pharmacy and the team to operate this. You, you Going back to your earlier point, you, you walk into a pharmacy and you wonder how two or three people or half a dozen people could actually run such a complex business. But you're, you're right, A, they've, they've done it by you know, natural progression and, and transformation of business over time, but they've also done it because there's a whole lot of industry partners sitting behind them. So this is where you see Storby sitting in from, from this online uh, e-commerce presence, isn't it? Yes, that's right. And in some ways, one of the things we're most proudest of, yes, we've, we're creating this platform that, to, that brings it all together, but is that the work that we're doing with all of these players in the industry, you know, we're working with the point of sale systems and, and the suppliers and working with them to help them or encouraging them to think about omnichannel for independent community pharmacies and how they need to change their systems to make it all work and then we say and when you do that what we will do is we'll be the glue to bring it all together for the pharmacy but uh, so there's this really kind of where we are a technology platform and we are you know automators and integrators but we also think of ourselves as being influencers and you know influencers in the industry and we do that because a lot of making all this work has got nothing to do with technology you know so and we could put the technology out there, but it would be pointless without these industry players coming on, coming on board, kind of with us on the on this journey. We always say technology is just a tool, and lets you just do the job. But there's a lot of things that happen behind the curtain, so to speak, like the Wizard of Oz. How you're saying the auto magic to get all that happening. There's probably a few things that pharmacies don't really consider when they're considering getting an e-commerce solution. What are some of the biggest problems that you've seen, or some of the tips that they should consider? before they just go out and roll out an e-commerce solution for their store without giving it too much thought? Yeah, well, I think one of the things is for them to think about the, to, not to think about it like their website as being a separate thing from their physical store. It's the pharmacies that, that's the biggest challenge that we find is helping. We know that the pharmacies that get that really get it and get the most out of what we do. Uh, it's the ones that think of the website 
as being really just an extension. It's a continuum through to their physical store. You know, they don't think of their phone as being separate from their store. So they think of the phone, their phone as being intimately connected to the operations of running the pharmacy. So when someone calls them and, you know, they have an interaction, whether that's talking about, you know, some sort of informational one, or maybe it's even something that really results in a purchase, they don't think of that as being completely separate to when someone comes into the pharmacy and makes a purchase. But some sometimes some pharmacists think of their website as being completely separate. And so look at the, and, and they will think that e-commerce is really what a website is all about. So what often as well, because of that thinking, they won't integrate that website, the fact they have that website and, and the fact that that is of huge value to their customers, they won't integrate that into, into the physical store itself. They won't talk about it and they won't promote it. They'll think that it's a separate entity running up in the cloud, kind of doing its thing, bringing in e-commerce sales. Yeah, so, and and Shane, I've um, the, the listeners are probably getting tired of me <laughs> reiterating this point, but so many times, following on your point there, you know, a customer walks into a bricks and mortar pharmacy, and in the main, they'll get pretty you know, fast, quick attention or at least recognition. And if anything, in an online presence these days, that attention to online interaction, so whether a customer's asked a question through social media, whether they've placed an order through the e-commerce platform, whether they've actually submitted an e-script, you know, the the recognition of that interaction has almost needs to be faster, uh, or if not as fast as if you were walking into the bricks and mortar pharmacy, because if you don't, you, you run the risk of actually alienating that customer just as easy as if you didn't pay them attention in the pharmacy. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's, we had, you know, one, a pharmacist that that was that found it very challenging with all of the new all of the inquiries that started coming in once they set up a store their website you know it's like i've got to deal with all these inquiries uh, what yeah. a problem to have oh i know exactly <laughs> yeah so so but look we look, we totally understand that this is you know again it's it's not about technology is it some of the stuff a lot the it's challenging like this has changed right so it's I can totally understand these. Uh, as I said, I have a huge admiration for community pharmacists, what they're dealing with and the complexity of their business. And I fully understand that when they put in, you know, extend their business out to the internet, that that is going to be disruptive for them. But it's good disruption and it's what their customers want. And we are about trying to ease that disruption as much as possible. And, and I guess our our, um, we're excited about the future and, and looking and seeing all of these pharmacies running on, on Storby and actually loving what that does for their business. It really, and, and, you know, websites have the ability to make customers happier and, and have a, actually has the ability to, to increase the, improve the health outcomes of, of their customers. One of the things that it's also, well, I guess this is related to that, it can save you time as well. Like, so we have some pharmacists that are uh, one of the things that they love about their web, their website is that it's, it's, they notice that, that certain queries and things that they have to do manually decrease, you know, through the website. So it is as much about saving them time and really, which means that they have more time to be doing what they do best, which is working one-on-one -on -one as people with the people in their community. Yeah, and, and I think that was the point that you've made prior, and, and I know Anthony raised it as well, is that really a, a software platform, whilst in the initial stages, there's, there's the learning process. 
it's usually designed to actually, you know, A, take an opportunity and, and fulfil that opportunity, but, but do it in the easiest possible way. Yes, that's right. Look, we're here to serve community pharmacists and we're listening very carefully to community pharmacists and what it is that, where it is that a website can add the most value to them. So, and you know, that's what I find really exciting about this. We are really passionate about independent pharmacies. We love, that's really been the vision of Storby from the beginning is these independent organisations that are serving their communities. That's, that's what gets us up in the morning. And I guess with community pharmacy, there's this extra, extra really uh, neat thing, which is about the health, you know, people's health. So we're really passionate about it. And, but you know, where the website is of, isn't of value, we're going to stay out of the way <laughs> where the website is value, valuable. We want to hear about it and we want to, um, we, we want to do everything we can to make it as easy as possible for those community pharmacists, because we, we know how little time they have. Have, yeah, and uh, you mentioned there before about why you get up in the morning. Now, you, I discovered actually get up two hours earlier than we do because of where you're based. But uh, I know from your website, so you've got a an Australian country manager here, haven't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Andy. So, yeah, he's based so, in Melbourne. All right, so uh, we'll we'll get Andy's contacts. I know Andy contacted me initially through uh, through LinkedIn, and I guess on the show notes we'll we'll get your contact details, we'll get your your web page, but we'll also include Andy's link because. He would be the one that's interacted with most of the pharmacists in Australia from a from an introduction point of view, I would imagine. Yeah, well, the thing that you know, we uh, Andy is he. Look, I don't have a great mind for it's a, it's all these different organisations out there, all <laughs> and he he knows the Australian pharmacy industry absolutely back to front, and that that's been his job. So yeah, so definitely go from there. No worries, um, Shane. It's been great to chat today. Is I guess just before we wrap up, is there anything else uh, that you, that we haven't covered off that you wanted to cover off? Yeah, well, look, I, I mean, I guess just in summary, we want an opportunity. If you're a community pharmacy out there, and uh, we would like an opportunity just to to show you how how possible it is to create a, a pharmacy website with in Australia with Storby. So uh, so just get in touch with us, and uh, we're more than happy to demo it to you from that perspective. And and Anthony, was there any last questions from yourself? No, I think that was it without going into anything too technical. Look at the poor people some more. Yeah, no, got it. All right, uh, gents, thanks very much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it and uh, I look forward to staying in contact and uh, and hopefully chatting again in the future. That would be awesome. Thanks, Scott. Thank thanks, you. Anthony. All right. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.